vitamins and minerals. Great part of your healthy noontime pleasures. Uh, today we have Rob and yeah, we got roll. It's a roll call, brother. And then we got uh, roll call. And then we have uh, our 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 uh, spot Prodigal reporter. Son? The the yeah, <laughs> uh, Prometheus has returned, uh, but he's <laughs> in uh, San Antonio today. He's on That's location. Right. We, That's right. So it's, he could uh, not it's be Hall- contained. He could not be contained. It's Hallowfest. Hallowfest. That's right. If if anybody is in Texas, yeah, we got here right at, right at the gate opening. Uh, uh, explain where you're, where you're at, Will. For uh, I'm here. I'm here in San Antonio, Texas, at uh, at the famed Fiesta Texas Six Flags Fiesta Texas, home of the Wonder Woman. Golden Lasso roller coaster. Five flags. Sorry. No, I'm <laughs> there's a flag they tried to get rid of, so I don't know if technically they're there. <laughs> Texas flags all over whatever. But yeah. No, it it's it originally was called the Six Flags. Is it still called Six Flags? Yeah. It's a, it's a Six Flags because uh, they have Six Flags everywhere for some reason. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. Do they do they yeah. prominently Oh, his members only pass do they do I they prominently? The I didn't want to. I didn't want to splurge on the diamond. I did the platinum. I have. Right. I have four kids. I mean, four, hey, three. And yeah, you got go comic ahead. books to buy. I got plenty of comic books to buy, man. Let, let me ask you this: uh, Do they prominently? Because before, when you would walk into these establishments, they would have oh, oh. The, the flags prominently. Excuse me. Well, yeah, uh, they, they would have do. prominently the flags. So they they have the mm-hmm. rebel flag yep. still up there. Is that, uh, you know what? I didn't take a look at them, but I did see flags. We will send Will on an investigative trip to see if no, – I'm just kidding. We're going to send you all over. It's like this should have been Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Last, last week we did Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, and we were all over Magic Mountain and uh, you know, talking about that, that film. And it's funny. It's like we're, we, every week we're going to visit all these parks, and then we're going to send Roland We're going to send Will. Oh, yeah, I'll go to Magic Mountain. He's gonna to go to the actual Magic Mountain. I've look been there, for Abner. Huh? Look, look for Abner Devereaux's and, 150 feet down below lab. And I'll just park out in Flower Bluff in front of what used to be Magic Isles, and pretend that I'm at Magic Isles. Uh, first minute news here at Rip Comic Podcast. What we just saw this past week was uh, Chadwick Boseman from last week. We had mentioned they they showed the cover for. Uh, Spawn 311. You had your color, your color cover, and you had your black and white cover. Now, I don't, I don't know where where you stand on this one, Will. Chadwick Boseman Spawn 311 sells 150,000 copies. Now the jury's out. Is if crossover will meet or match that uh, this coming week with the FOC uh, coming to a close uh, this this Sunday? Do you have a a, a, a feeling about the marketing of Chadwick Boseman's uh, passing in this manner? I think it's, I think, I think it's a great tribute. Um, it needs to be done. It's, it's timely. It's timely. We had a, we had a, a, uh, a person that really 
took the character of the black cat and made it his own. And I think, uh, I think that he really drove the comic book industry sales. And so I think well, that the publishers and all them should do a tribute to Chadwick. And uh, as far as reaching that, that, uh, that number of books sold, I, th I don't think crossover will do that. I just don't think so. Okay, let, yeah, let's just put that out there right now. Roland, just on the crossover, do you think crossover will reach that mark? That's a pretty high mark for any comic book. And I know com uh, most of the time, new comics, uh, that is why they end up coming out with 20, 30, various different uh, uh, variants for a number one issue. And that is to achieve marks of that nature. Do you think crossover crossover will, will achieve that mark, 100,000, 150,000? I know that they're, they've been pushing um, the marketing for crossover. And I mean, that was the reason I was able to get that um, poster from the comic book store because, you know, I've been asking, they don't usually send, you know, promotional stuff, but they sent crossover. So to me, you know, they are really trying to push crossover. It's, is it going to meet it? Well, maybe with, you know, Donnie Cates being a part of it. I mean, it's kind of like uh, their own little super team of, of storytellers here that they're, they're putting together. So I mean I I don't I don't think it's gonna do the 150, but I think maybe the hundred. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking pretty much in, in between. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it, it's gonna hit the 150 mark. Uh, I think I don't even know what uh, Department of Truth hit, and there was a huge blitzkrieg of, uh, of, of social media for that book, and it's still even their second printing. It hit that mark where they're actually doing second printing with foil and all this kind of stuff. Lots of covers. I think Donny Cates is great. I just don't know without Venom or some of that marketing of what just having the Marvel imprint. I don't know if it's going to get that 150,000 mark. I know that they're really eyeballing that. Maybe comes a little bit under 100,000. I think if they were to get a strong 75,000, I think they should be very proud of, of that imprint. I mean, uh, I think it's going to humble Cates and company. Because I know that, you know, when you come in with all that clout, you're kind of like, you know, you're swinging a big stick and, hey, man, we're going to hit those marks. But you got to admit, you know, Todd McFarlane is still, you know, Todd McFarlane. Uh, so I think it's going to come under 100,000. Now, uh, there is a quote in this uh, story. I saw it and I just uh, saw it. You saw it at the very bottom a... here. There's been discussions oh, yeah. among black comic book fans asking who would buy such an obvious cash grab. And the answer is basically all in their uncles. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. When we first saw the, the cover, the Chadwick Boseman, the, the, the Spawn 311, we thought, man, this is badass. And then it kind of started sinking in a little bit. Um, you know? Yeah, we talked, we talked about that. It, because you, you start reading into it and it's like, oh, you know, uh, again, yeah, he should be, uh, they should do tributes to him, but I mean, to put him on the cover of a comic that he had nothing to do with and and none of the money that they're making from this issue is going to cancer research or his family or anything like that. So, I mean, it's it's basically, you know, oh, he's the hot tribute right now. I'm going to do a, a – and so it's one thing to just do the, the, the one tribute, but then to want to come out with the black and white version – afterwards i mean that's just you know that's just you know mcfarland being mcfarland and you know he's the gene simmons of comics 
what I'm, I'm just going through while, while my brother's talking, where I'm going through some of the covers of that are available for crossover one that were just announced within maybe this, this past week uh, to kind of, uh, uh, you know, produce more sales for the book. Uh, there's, there's at least eight, 10 uh, variants that I've seen listed. And that's not even talking about the uh, specialty stores. Uh, is there any, any other comment that you'd like to give? There's a, also, I'm showing the Department of Truth uh, second printing uh, issue um, for number one. It's a variation on the colors. There's more red uh, markings. It's kind of like almost an inverted uh, coloring that they had before. Uh, why are people buying? Why are people buying crossover? What what is what is the pull for that book? I honestly uh, the, the the team uh, behind it. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. It's it's a uh, it's like Donny Kate. It, you know what it is like LeBron James coming back to Cleveland, and I got the whole I got my team back, and we're gonna go try to win something. Uh, in the past, he was you know very independent. Didn't you know not even in a major imprint. Then he went into Image. He was doing yeah. uh, baby baby teeth with somebody. He did a uh, uh, redneck, and then so eventually, it, yeah. Is it is it about the story? I mean, what, what's so significant well, about crossover? Well, well, I mean, from what I've heard, they're trying to do something different than that has not been done, and that's kind of a hard thing to say about a comic book. But there have been some reviews from various individuals that have been collecting books upwards to 40 years and stuff like that. And they're saying that the way that they actually managed to put this story together, which is kind of a bold, maybe they're trying to get the little, you know, the tag for like the quote of the day or something. But a lot of them are saying it's a very unusual way to tell a story. Um, you know, in my opinion, that's the real, that's the real, I have not read the book, so I, I really can't comment right, on well, the writing. But to me, that's the real cash grab right there. You're bringing over a hot, a quote-unquote hot writer to a new book. So you bring all the collectors out to want to grab that first book and sell and sell and sell the, that book and make a lot of money on it. To me, that's a cash grab. Chadwick Bozeman, on the other hand, they did it for Stan Lee. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Even if it's not, even if Spawn, if he wasn't a Spawn, uh, a, a fan of, the, of that book or McFarlane or whatever, he still was or is the Black Panther till today. He still is. So well, I don't see, I don't see the cynicism for, I don't see the same cynicism as some people do for that portrait of him on those, on those comics. So yeah. with that well, said, well, Stan, the real Stan, Stan Lee had, Stan Lee had a relationship with McFarlane. He's had, he, he actually knew him. So I could see having a, a Stan Lee tribute. But I mean, as far as I, I don't even just just for just for just for point of reference, he never came out with Stanley on the actual cover of a book of Spawn. Right. Now I do know that Marvel, when Stan passed, they put the banner, but they didn't knowingly sell those books beforehand with the banner. They were kind of they found out after the fact, and and it was it was strange because some people wanted those covers, and when they finally came out with that banner, just like Chadwick Boseman, some people were like, "Wait a minute, what's this going on?" Because the covers were promoted, you know, all without it, yeah, and they some of them were pretty amazing covers, and then they were like, 
you know, comic book stores were left to like uh, send messages out like, oh, we're sorry. We didn't know what was going to what books were going to have it and, and stuff like that. And so you you ended up with kind of a, a souvenir kind of a, a issue. But that's what Marvel has handled it the exact same way in both instances with uh, Stan Lee. They, they presented a, a banner and then with um, Chadwick Boseman, they present with the same banner. Uh, See, but but Stan, and, and Stan, so, I mean, yeah, Todd McFarlane the, just the, put the dude right on the thing, and he's not even associated with the with the company or whatever. And the only, and the only reason I, I would think that crossover isn't the cash grab is because I mean the hype is for the story, not for a gimmick cover. I mean, and, and to me that 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 that's what the cash grab. It's gimmicky. It's it's, it's not like back in the day of. To me, it's not about the story. The reason people are buying the book is because they have a hot writer on a new oh, book. Exactly. Okay. So, but it, it's for the writer. So it would be yeah, for, for the, the story. Writer. I mean, I mean, but you can say but anything's a cash but, grab. To, what I'm to, trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, I don't, I, I don't think that I, I'm, and I'm, I'm speaking in my opinion. A lot of people collect books because of the artwork, the cover, the design, whoever's doing the artwork, and of course the writer. In this case, we have a writer who's up there with great artists doing covers. So with that said, I don't think it's for story. I think people are looking for, I got to get that first print of that book and the variant of that print and put it in my collection. That's why I think uh, it's a hot, that's why I think that book will do well, not as well as 100,000, but it will do well. Um, I just, I, that's just my opinion. And I'm and that and therefore I'm a little cynical when it comes to that. So I, I think right there is a good a good a good point right here because we're we're doing a lot of uh, uh, speculating on the the final FOC and I'm pretty sure there'll be a story that comes out. I mean I thought it was it was it was crazy that even Forbes magazine was talking about crossover. That was I thought that was interesting. But you know what? In all fairness, we'll wait till that book comes out, and I believe that book yep. does come out in November. So we'll actually dig in to crossover when it comes out and we'll kind of read it and see if it is, if it holds up to the hype that is going on, because that's what we've been doing with some of the books too. We've been looking at, you know, well, why is Inkblot doing this and why is Department of Truth and, and all that. And we're kind of digging into a little bit. So that way we'll revisit uh, crossover when the book comes out for sure, because obviously it is still a hot oh, yeah. topic. And that was, uh, the Young Guns series of, of artists, which a lot of people always seem to wait to find out because these are going to be variant issues throughout the year coming up that you'll see. You'll see like, hey, Young Gun cover art on Avengers or Young Gun art on Hulk or whatever. Well, they're now calling it Stormbreakers, the next generation of elite artists. The Rat Pack. Yeah. So the thing is, what what struck a lot of people was okay well i'm i'm reading spider-man amazing spider-man 49 and amazing spider-man 49 is done by patrick gleason he's been doing comics for you know almost a decade or so of, of stuff but he was actually named to this group and then marvel kept posting everywhere uh this isn't a a, a new a new group anymore it's it's just people they want to kind of spotlight. So a lot of people were in question like, okay, so they basically wanted to change the name of, of that particular grouping. 
So these are the guys and women, men and women, that have made the list. The only name that sticks out is, uh, for me, uh, is Peach Bamoko. Uh, they call me mainstream, call me that, but um, she's the one. If you want to put Stormbreaker, just put her face on there. She's the one that's doing it all. Uh, these other individuals and artists are, are great. In general, real quick, uh, it's Peach Bamoko. Uh, who's really tearing it up this year. 2020 was her year, dude. She's everywhere. Uh, I personally like her work, but it's, it's, she's getting, uh, it's just getting a peach, I'm getting peached out a little bit with her, but she's hot. You know what I'm saying? She is hot. And, uh, and you know why she can do so much work is because she's young. She's a young artist and she can do it. And I'm still waiting for my Peach Momoko signed that I ordered from Golden Apple what three or four months ago and it's said that it's in, my my book is in japan getting signed right now and i'm waiting for it to come back but uh other than that yeah uh if it, stormbreaker it, 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 she's the stormbreaker that that's my opinion um i i'm not too uh, again you know i'm getting back into the the uh comic scene again so you know I, i'm i know the classic you know people that are working on it so i'm, I'm still getting used to some of these, um, some of these new, uh, new people, unless you're talking about like you were saying, Patrick Gleason. Now, has he been working for 10, 10 years in Marvel? Uh, a little bit everywhere. The thing is that, okay. and that well, he's, like he's been the one that a lot of people have actually were like puzzled because when they announced the list, a lot of people were still associating it with the young guns and were like just completely bypassing. They just thought, Oh, we're just changing the name but it was the same set of rules because young guns was like, these are your up and coming artists and writers and all this kind of stuff. And lo and behold, you end up, you know, with, with something completely, uh, you know, something different or whatever the case may be. And then people were citing, man, this dude's been doing, it was like, Hey, great guy, great work. Can't wait to see your stuff. Even though I've been seeing it for the last 10, 12 years, you know what I mean? Okay. And, and that's what I'm asking, because if he wasn't doing Marvel, then it's just like in wrestling, how, you know, Turkets. if yeah. you're if you're a wrestling fan, you know, some of the 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 people and other, you know, like when AJ Styles came out in in um, WWE, I had known about him for years, but they were like, oh, you know, this this new guy. But I mean, he's been wrestling. It, you know, he's new to them. So, I mean, you're going to promote them as as a, a new talent i mean it, he may not be new to the game and, and up and coming i mean heck how many actors have you know it, it got until they were 50 until all of a sudden they became a hot item humphrey you know? bogart so <laughs> just kidding no but i know so, i know I mean, and, and the thing is that some of us you know what they should feel fortunate that they were able to see this dude's artwork before he was given this title and and instead of coming with this raft to me it's like Hey man, this is awesome that you're that you're getting this that this thing. Now you're going to get even more noticed, and there's going to be more books that you go across that will actually people be able to see your artwork and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, and but that's the way you get your name. You you do the work, mm -hmm. you work on different titles, and eventually they'll catch on, and then you know you end up uh, with with one of these. Um, uh, you know, uh, achievements and, and stuff like that. Uh, Robert Kirkman has a, a, a animation that's going to be coming out in Amazon uh, Prime. We 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 saw it yesterday, and or maybe before we were seeing it pop up on the internet, and everybody was waiting uh, to see, you know, what 
what all of this was about. So, uh, you know, we have seen this before. So, uh, any any thoughts on this, uh, uh, Roland? Uh, I, I to me, I, I see a lot of stuff that is it, it's it seems familiar. The artwork style um, that that feels like a very '90s, early '90s, or late '90s, or mid no, just '90s uh, cart, cart, uh, comic book animation. You know, with the X Men, uh, Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four, you know, Wildcats. Yes, um, it, it's that that certain cartoon style you had that certain action cartoon style like you know it, it you a lot of comic a lot of comic cartoons have like they'll pick that art director you know that decides the style of it but this is very you know it wasn't always like that you know like i said when you had um x-men the the certain marvel ones in the in the mid to late 90s you had that almost same look. And um, this one has that very um, same feel to it. But, I mean, he's always been kind of, I mean, that classic uh, timely look. I mean, just like, you know, I think what with his, that new, anyway. Firepower. Yeah, uh, what yeah. what everybody's known, known him for was mainly Walking Dead and uh, he's done these uh, more, I guess I want to, they seem more serious. They, they're not as superhero-esque like, you know, like Campy. what you would, yeah, like what you would see maybe in the, some of the Marvel stuff or maybe even in the, in the, in the 90s and stuff. And uh, he, I guess they had been bouncing this around that they were coming out with some kind of animation. And hopefully this is the door that is now open that is going to allow just these other imprints, or maybe it opens the door to even other comic book artists and their and their titles and and stuff like that, so that we would see more of this kind of proliferation of uh, uh, shows that might pop up on your Amazons, your Hulu's, uh, your Netflix, well, and stuff like that as well. I didn't look this up, but is this uh, Kirkman's uh, animation company that's doing this? Mm, I didn't look that up either. Uh, I mean that. I mean this was a teaser, and they were trying to gear it up. I mean they're going to have a talk, I guess, this weekend for uh, Comic Con, New York Comic Con, which is actually happen happening right now. Uh, unfortunately, our on the spot reporter will not be able to give us a breakdown of the things that we need to know. We will look more into that because I don't think this series comes out to what twenty twenty one. Yeah. yeah. So there's well, still. And, some, and I, yeah. I asked that because uh, Kirkman does have an animation um, uh, company, um, and I and I'm I've kind of heard about it, but then there's a mobile game that I play, Summoners War, that um, they they put out that they were working with his animation uh, company to create some type of animated content for their uh, their game. So that, that's why when I saw that, I was like, oh, is this some of their the stuff that they're going to be doing, like, you know, his own comic or, or you know, what, are, what is it they're planning on doing? But I'll, I'll, I'll end up looking up on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely take a look at that. We'll try to find out more, uh, more information. Um, I, I'm getting a report here that is coming across the wires that uh, the last Ronin, uh, Eastman, Kevin Eastman, actually is throwing up some kind of, uh, new variant or something in regards to the last Ronin, which is the uh, the long anticipated uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 
uh, story. I guess it takes place in the future, and there's like one turtle, and he's but nobody knows who it is yet, right? Well, there have been people dissecting a certain photograph, and then the weapons that he's holding. But yeah, that one picture, he has all the weapons, right? But he, if you got to look closely, he's got the masks, colored masks tied. Now I don't know if they've manipulated that, but you see. I, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I I don't think it's a colored comic. I thought it was their usual black and white. Well, that's what I'm saying. Somebody put an artwork. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if somebody's manipulating the thing a certain way or whatever. But cash anyway, grab. It's a cash grab. Go. Yeah, the, the black and they're white using, version, the color they're version. Using, they're, the they're using the turtles. The rainbow the, version. Anyway. <laughs> so... So we're definitely looking forward to uh, Robert Kirkman's uh, uh, Invincible. Uh, we might see Unbreakable in there, and we might see Glass in there. Clay Aiken <laughs> and Clay Aiken of Invisible. There you go. And uh, oh, and uh, Invincible, the other Invincible, which was Marky Mark as a football player. Yes, there you yes. go. That would be Eagles. that would be such an amazing. It's just so. Yes, yes. So, the hot actor of Mark Wahlberg. Okay. That Move is on. our first of the minute comic news for Rip, for Rip Comic. And so that, that's going to take us into – all right, there's Will in the mask. He looks like he might be ready for surgery, but – Oh, now you can no. hear me. Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay, cool. Hey, guess what I have here? Uh-oh, what's that? Oh, Flash Gordon – the Hawkman rocket cycle. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm here. I'm here at the uh, at Fiesta Texas. Yeah, I got a couple that more is... things to tell you real quick. Hold on one second. I didn't bring my headsets with me, man. And it is hot today. Check this one out. One of my favorites. Nice. And behind me, we got. Uh, we got Lightning McQueen in the back, and uh, we have the Men in Black. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah. I just uh, got here, and uh, my daughter took me on. Uh, my daughter took me on the first ride, and I hadn't been on a roller coaster in so long, man. It was like uh, I made it through. I told her we'll do more rides, but we got to pace them out. We can't do them all at one time, you know. Yeah, not this, not the, not not like it used to be. Uh, you know, I kept up pretty good until the last. Uh, the last corkscrew, man. The last corkscrew really did it for me. Uh, well, here at Fiesta Texas in San Antonio, they have uh, a couple of rides. It's a DC-themed oriented. So they have the Wonder Woman, uh, the, the Lasso ride. They also have the DC Joker ride. Um, they all, you know, it's, all, it's pretty much all DC here. And, um, and Will will live stream with us on Zoom on these rides to show firsthand perspective of what it's like to be on the That would be great. Honestly, that would be great. I, I want to do that. I, I see if I can get away with it. Well, don't you need one of those little fancy little thingy things on your so anyway, little, um, like a ring pop on your phone or something? Yeah, something like that. So anyway, I, I, I just want to let you know that uh, the, I did pick up a cool comic uh, this week. I, I from, heard you picked uh, up 24 cool ones. But... From, from, the, from, the, from the New York uh, Comic Con. I oh, you, up, got, uh, you got one of those. I picked up two of those... Uh, 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 Snake Eyes Dead Game uh, with the uh, action figure like how, you know how, how uh, 
they used to box them in the, back in the day in the 80s where they yeah, did it has that it has that very iconic artwork of what the characters used to be packaged with uh yeah, and Li lightfield lightfield did that one if i'm not mistaken i think yeah, it's very nice and uh, I want to let everybody know they still have plenty of comics. Comic. And um, if you're a collector for investing, there's some books there that, that are selling uh, under what they're selling for on eBay. So you might want to check it out. Uh, I just found out that this company called Reed, R-E-E-D, Pop. Reed Pop is the one who, uh, I guess, puts all the conventions together and does the uh, the merchandising for it and it's called read pop so if you want to go to shop.readpop.com I believe that's what the URL is uh, you can go there and see uh, what they have in store no pun intended no it's cool you know see there's a, there's a hurricanes going on in in Louisiana and our thoughts and prayers go go out to our 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 friends and Our neighbors and neighbors and then we have uh will diaz being our joe cantori in yes Texas, uh yeah. braving the pandemic uh stricken town and uh but he's there the heat of san antonio is that, is that night rider behind you looks like night rider. Uh, it would be kit oh so that's a uh, night industries 2000 for uh for oh. you. Oh, there you go. You uncultured swine. Yeah. No, that's that's very cool though. We're getting we're getting bonus coverage. Uh, yeah, a little bonus coverage. Let's see if I can go over here and I'll show you what's going on uh, in front of me. Um, this is this is all pre-game show. We're gonna we're gonna talk to the two coaches momentarily. Yeah. So um, tell me what's going on. What do you got on the agenda for today? Uh, well, hopefully we're going to start this show. Woo! <laughs> it's a joke. All right, let me just go ahead and get the formal start going. Uh, that way uh, you can get next your next uh, portion. But we got some news, and and then we got you know some New York Comic Con. We'll be we'll be dashing that in uh, and stuff. -da -da -da, drum roll. We're gonna the New York Comic Con. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, yes. You didn't get that memo. You didn't get anyway. So we're gonna go ahead and dive into the Chadwick Boseman money grab uh, banner top. <laughs> show, yes. show the show, show my screen. Just take that off real quick. There you go. There we go. With the cash grab. There you go. But they didn't no, tell. Oh, anybody. that's right. That's right. Black Panther is part of Marvel. So okay, no cash right, grab. Right, right. No cash. Mm. Grab. No cash grab. No cash grab. We're gonna have to no put like a, a a series cash grabs. Yep. No cash grab. Or you know what? We'll do that meme. We'll have that person. Is this a cash grab? Oh, geez. And then you'll see that guy going, money, dollar, money, money. Yep. There like you my go. Spawn, my, my beaver spawn. Oh, yes. See and, that? And that's actually that's actually. Let him see that, dude. Picture. Don't he? Don't let him see that one. He'll take it from you. It is the yep. So X of Swords Part Three. Part Three. This is this Roland has had read two books leading up to this minus the mysterious vampire <laughs> number number five that has eluded him like Nosferatu and uh, he was uh, he will be looking for that one later yeah. but uh, 
since this is this is actually in your pool, uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you thought of part three of X of Swords. Um, before you get into that, should you have known part one and two before going into part three, or does it you can figure out what's going on? Um, well, I mean, when I realized that I'm pretty sure those first two were the four horsemen and then uh, magic um doing her sword uh not really i mean i'm, I'm actually kind of glad that i got to skip over that um because I, I read uh this uh the wolverine uh this uh and and i thought it was uh told very well um it got me uh got me kind of uh happy um the new paul mitchell uh salon selective guy though um I don't know. It his character is very. I mean, it reminds me of kind of Deadpool in the beginning. Oh, you know what? They went the He-Man route because how He-Man and Skeletor have one half of like. The, yep. Oh, we must be arch enemies or best of friends. Deep down, the book is a good read. I really enjoyed it. Right. I no, really liked it a lot. Saying. Yeah. We're we're the, the we're kidding setup. around, guys, but. Dude, the setup and everything that they're doing in this book. But obviously, we were carefully looking at how do you establish this guy as the next arch nemesis. And like Roland said, they they probably pull it right out of He-Man in a way. I mean, you got it, it, okay, it, it. But also, it's like kind of a little bit of the null kind of thing. I've been away yeah. for 100 years at a hole. <laughs> I mean, and, and then again, I mean, so these four horsemen of apocalypse are the first four. These are the original final four. Um, and so that's where uh, right there that shows me that uh, Paul Mitchell has only been um, he's only been in that jail for 100 years. But right. He's been around for a lot longer if he's supposedly the grand. I mean, it's very convenient how, you know, everything is playing out i mean the only connection like i said is i mean i don't know i that that he already knew to wear adamantium clothes yeah i've got skin of anadantium yeah and his again his speech patterns remind you know i've i've read you know i remember reading the progression of writing in comics throughout the past 20 years but reading this, they wrote him very 90s. Yeah. His dialogue is very, I don't know, self-serving. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't, I mean, again, outside of Salon Selective, I liked it. Because I liked the, the, the story of you know, the, the getting the blade and how he knew him. And they keep doing the comparison about the past. And overall, though... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the story, but some of these little side, side views is kind of uh, distracting or, I mean, it, to me, it doesn't fit. It's like, oh, this is in hell. Oh, by the way, here's the, here's the file on hell. <clears throat> Overall though, Wolverine number six, I enjoyed it. Cool. No, I, I, I did as well. I, I, I actually, 
every time I was reading, I go, man, I wonder what my brother's going to think. I wonder what he's going to think about all this stuff. Now, did you, did you get a chance to read the X, the X force? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And, and so, and again, that's where it goes more. So when I thought the Wolverine had a bit of nineties feel of his dialogue, it confirmed it when reading this one. Again, the overall story continued on from Wolverine 6, and uh, they're, you know, again, conveniently having two swords so they don't have to kill one another just yet. Just yet. Yeah, just yet. That's what's binding them. So that's, that's the bind, the, the, the swords, for the fact that they were both chosen to get this sword, which means, like, like he's saying, oh, are we friends or enemies? Who knows? I'm going to help you, though, because you helped me. I like it fancy, you he's know. A, and, and he's a he's a he's a fancy guy. But seriously, I mean, that's there. It's, it's again, it's the forceful. You're gonna take it. This is oh nope, too bad. They both are uh, they're, you know, because each sword that they're picking in this X of Swords thing is, it's it's like an it's for them. It's not just hey go get the sword. There's a connection. So yeah. So what we where's his muscles? What? Where I mean, we use our muscles to move our skeleton, but Wolverine, oh, yeah, 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 we're, yeah, can use his skeleton. At, so, why does he have muscles if his skeleton is? I, I don't understand how how that this. how that stuff regenerates. Right? If it is completely stripped entirely off, and that's adamantium, whatever, how does it grow back? Hmm. I mean, well, no, actually, okay. So the adamantium is living, on, like, it, well, no, no, no. It was coated all over his bones. That's what the whole process of Weapon X was. Okay. So, but it, but it's not vacuum so maybe, sealed. But his DNA, I guess, is inside it, and that's why it grows. You would think that the healing process would shed said adamantium. I okay. We're going to go cross-eyed. Something is wrong with this picture. Anyway, overall, these two books, great together, part of the story. And it was so great. It took two of these books to bring in one character into the circle of 10 compared to the other stories that we've sung thus far. No? And, of course, they dangle. Well, see, here's the thing. This is what connects them now. They never and uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The one thing that goes unspoken is the deal they made right. for yeah for Salon to bring him back. Is it five on five? Because like Wolverine and Magic are waiting there, and then I read Marauders also, um, and then and that yeah. one has Storm in it. Right, and then she pops and, up. And even though supposedly for everybody, Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther, T'Challa didn't look anything like Chadwick Boseman when I saw him yeah. in Marauders. So yeah, they already, either they way. Already, they cast somebody else already. Yeah. So two thumbs up for yes. X of Swords thus far. And for those out there, we are already up to chapter three, four, five, five. We're up to chapter five. <laughs> chapter four was X Force, and Chapter five was Marauders. Right, right. And so then next, next week, Hellions. Hellions. Yeah, Hellions, and 
New Mutants, and then Cable. And whatever that other book is. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it should be like, no, an X-Men. Yeah, X-Men, and isn't there hey, like another book too? Do they explain what all that crap is? What these Pokemon are, the unknown? I don't like, know. Use your phone. <laughs> I'm using it right now. Q QR codes. That's what they are. I don't know. I just unlocked this Pokemon. I unlocked. I, I unlocked Salon Select. <laughs> uh, so Marvel Sight Beyond Sight. There's at least five of the X of Swords out there in your local comic book shops in some shape or form. Uh, I'm pretty sure you might be able to find the first uh, opening chapter creation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to find New Mutants. Uh, it's going to be real tough getting the Wolverine and uh, X-Force. You might be able to find Marauders, but they're out there. You guys have a, a chance to go pick those up. Definitely go visit your local comic book shops today. Today's Saturday. It's always a great time to go to the comic book shop, visit with your stores, and find out Social what distance. they have. Social distances. And, and visit your local comic shop or shops. And then that way you can make friends, and then that way you're ready for the next, what, 16 books or however many it is to go. And you'll be ready. But the importance is making friends. Yes, making friends. Because we know how they have your back, don't they? Anywho, now we saw part one of Inkblot. Uh, what is it? Almost three, four weeks ago, I believe. Man, it was almost like yesterday that we were that we were talking about this book. Now we're at issue two. This is a chance for us to let the dust settle from all the social social media blitzkrieg, and let's dig into number two. Um, where would you like to start on this? Because I know that you you had some questions in regards to like, well, what is driving this book? What 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 is the real, um, uh, you know? What is really driving this particular uh, piece as it is right now, just on the surface? Uh, um, well, I still don't know. I read Inkblot number two, and it starts off with the character from the first issue just having a narration of going, I haven't seen the cat. I'm pretty sure it's not getting into any trouble. And then the cat happens. It happens to be in trouble. So it's like, we're going to go across all the realms that we're talking about. And the cat happens to be an integral part of everything. So it's like uh, the movie you're saying, uh, uh, I remembered it. Cat's you remember eye. the name, Cat's Eye. And so really, it, it's a mix between Cat's Eye and the dumb luck of Scooby-Doo. Um, the cat has nothing to do with anything, but because of something the cat does changes the direction of these people's lives. But again, it, it, so these, it, it, I'm, I'm thinking this is the, the, the quantum, the cat one leap, I guess, um, where the cat's going to be, um, uh, integral part in all these other dimensions and realms lives. Again, I mean, to me, yeah. And Ziggy. Meow. 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 Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to go to one realm or her and start driving so it could be like chances. 
Oh, it, I love I love I love some of the action in there. I love the I love the way flashy. the dragon. Right. I love the right. way that they would play out the the words of the sound effects. I loved mm-hmm. how she's the, the the character was leaping and then the fire and 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 all that kind of play. It was uh, I liked it. I, I like that. And but but it was like just um, uh, inadvertently the cat ends up becoming C three PO and becoming the master of this universe. The way uh, of the cat. Yeah, and so we'll let you kind of read that adventure and and figure out how the cat ends up having that people. That darn cat. It. That darn cat. That's what I said in the first first yep. episode that we talked about this. And it's, there you go. And you're right. You're still right. It's like yeah. It's 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 going to be like that. But everybody has a set amount of money to buy books. How many books does it take? to get to the center of Tootsie Pop. Uh, but it's going to get to that point. You're going to yeah. have to get to a certain number of books to capture that audience because obviously name recognition alone is not going to do it. And that brings up that question about crossover. You know, is, is this an initial thing? Because these are ongoing series. These aren't mini series. These are books that they're expecting, expecting you to see these arcs. You buy into these arcs, which well, te- technically I, mean, not, I don't see an arc at all in these two books. It's like two independent well, books okay, right so, now. Uh, oh, anyway, so that was Inkblot. Uh, Inkblot. It is that time. That time. Uh, it's, it's that time that we're going to talk about. So we're going to rip into uh, new, uh, the other segment of we're my We're going to rip the, rip the page. Rip the yeah, rip the page to my good and, my uh, good friend of thirty years forty years. It is time for my treasure chests. The segment where we talk about you know pop culture, the stuff that we grew up with. Rob and I talked about this. So in his decade, his formative years of the seventies, you didn't really have the explosion of marketing in the eighties like I grew up with, where you turned around and everything had a, a, a serial or a cartoon associated with it to, to market their, their brand. I mean, you know, you think about it, you look at, you know, even you look back at some of the cartoons that were happening in the eighties and you look at who owned them and it was Hallmark because they were, they were characters that somebody drew for these, you know, theme of cards. And all of a sudden they said, Hey, people like this. Let's make shows about the Care Bears or My Little Pony or Get Along Gang or something like that. And it became Smurfs. Yeah. And so um, the Monchichis, you know, I mean, it means happiness. But either way, you had, if if you had anything, I mean, there was, you know, C-3PO's cereal. There was all these different types of cereals, and we're going to get into that. But I just wanted to kind of bring out there because, like I said, you know, when, we, when we came up with this idea, it was almost like, well, we're going to have to explain why we're talking about breakfast cereal because we're yeah, it was it was a next level of marketing. Uh, you could only go. I mean, I think it was all gloves were off when 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 you started seeing, oh, we got a whole cartoon series based on the selling of these toys. Strawberry shortcake, too. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, wait a minute. If we can do that with that we can just 
flavor it a different thing and put that on a box of cereal because usually well, some of these cereals tasted the same except maybe the that, little little characters were a little bit printed different or they were the exact same and just thrown in a different box saturday saturday morning cartoons kids eat cereal at that and we want to you know i mean and it's funny because you were saying like in the 70s if it was a cereal usually had the word sugar before it you know it's like you know sugar sugar pops and you know yeah, everything was, yeah, sugar, sugar bear, sugar smacks. It wasn't honey smacks. It were sugar smacks, super golden sugar, sugar crisps. They weren't golden crisps. Sugar, they were, sugar. and sugar bear and all these guys, uh, sugar frosted flakes. I mean, we're talking about the word sugar was on the box of everything. The early days had rotating mascots of clowns, cowboys, uh, I think alien or, or or astronauts or something like that at one point or another, but then it started, they started finding their, their wheelhouse. Uh, Lucky charms was, is perfect. If you think about it, you got a guy in a, 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 a leprechaun, but then you put all the magical, uh, all, all the shapes and they're marshmallows. I, it's the treasure. I, more I remember, I remember, it's telling my kids, I remember when the horseshoe was introduced. If you look at all the cartoons associated the mascots with these cereals, it taught intolerance and uh, bigotry uh, and, you know, bullying. It's like, oh. hey, look, that Irishman has cereal. We're going to take it from him. I hope they that are trying to steal me lucky charms. Yeah. And the trick rabbit. They, they, they kept it yep. away from him. Like, sorry, son. You're in the wrong place. One of the first characters to change. It used to be Cookie Crisp with the Cookie Cop. And, well, no, no, not before. It was a wizard. But I'm yeah, saying it was a wizard, yeah. In, in the 80s, for me, it was the Cookie Cop and the Cookie Crook. Yeah. So in the evolution of like, this, like the, only cereal, the only cereal that had consequence for you doing something wrong, they, they had a dog that was helping the crook. And then they got rid of the cop altogether. And then it was just the, the cookie crook and the cop, I mean, the, the dog. And it's like, wait, why do they not have a, a consequence for stealing? No, they, de they defunded it. Uh, General Mills is doing a retro. They're going back to like some of their original recipes for these cereals because, you know, the adults ate some of it and went, that's crap. What happened to the old stuff? What happened to the good stuff? And they realized that because of, the way the school system is, the adults are still the only ones eating cereal because now the kids are like, mm, that's not good for you. And it's not good for you. That's not you're going to die, Dad. <laughs> what it be? Anyway, uh, <laughs> seasonally, during the October time, before October begins, like in that September, the monster cereals kind of make Monster. their way into the all our stores and it's not just grocery stores anymore it's like the targets the walmarts and then you start to see the monster cereals kind of uh, go all over the place but uh so, and speaking of monster cereals the shout out to the person who commented they wanted to hear about booberry mariella i said we would shout out to the people who asked so out of the monster cereals booberry which for a while went away right. but i remember the mummy because that was a big he was the addition he was the fruity um, guy, but then you had for a while they, they it, um, it, it tastes like sherbet. I, I didn't, I did not like it. It did not taste like the other guys. 
<laughs> yeah, but for the longest well, time. Uh, wait, wait, no, no, let's go back to that. Uh, <laughs> during the guy's taste? Be, before it was seasonal, the only things that were available were Count Chocula and Frankenberry. And if you were lucky, right. you had both of those. If not, you just had Count Chocula. That but was it. Boober, and see, I remember Boober, and Booberry and, yeah, was I don't like. I the reason why, but Booberry went away for a while. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I don't know if the for a while, they when they resurged, like they made a resurgence. They did all of them. They did fruit brute for a while and yummy mummy and all of them. But then it went back to the three. And you know, I can go to my Walmart right now um, and see the little displays, uh, you know, for the the Halloween uh, time of Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry. Uh, in March of 1971, the first two cereals in the line were introduced, and that was Count Chocula and Frankenberry. Uh, the two monsters uh, would engage in comic bickering over the cereal. And that's what the commercials were usually, you know, they're, and the, you know, that's, but I did not know that they started in 1971. Um, the mascot uh, of Count Chocula is an ins inspiration of Bela Lugosi. And of course, Boris Karloff is uh, Frankenberry. In 1972, Frankenberry cereal included an indigestible pigment that turned some children's feces pink. A symptom, a symptom sometimes referred to as Frankenberry stool. The Count Chocula and Frankenberry recipes were reformulated to remove this pigment. So I guess that I was a they put it back in. <laughs> we demand our feces to be colored. Well, well, if you eat enough Crunch uh, Crunchberry, Captain Crunch Crunchberry, <laughs> you're gonna get Crunch mediums comedians talk about it where that's i guess that's crunchberry stool i mean yeah there you, uh and then and then blueberry uh the first blueberry flavored cereal was introduced december 1973 fruit root came in 1974 and discontinued in 1982 and was replaced in 1987 by the fruity yummy mummy which was later discontinued in 1992. It didn't taste like the other guys. Uh, and he was discontinued in 1992. Uh, Frankenberry uh, uh, and Count Chocula and Blueberry appear seasonally, like, like, I, like we said before. Uh, and Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy, I want to say within the last six years, have appeared as mm -hmm. a retro throwback and have made their appearance as well. So we have seen those guys uh, uh, make their return in some shape or form, but only as a one-shot deal or something of that nature. So that's your history of those uh, uh, General Mills uh, characters. They're, as, they're, they're older than I am. Uh, I was born in May 71. These guys came out in March 71. So, man, I'm as old as the stupid guy. <laughs> <laughs> the General Mills yeah, monsters. Uh, yeah, so, I, and, I'm going to be so, the new Wolfman. Anyway, yeah, I don't taste like the other guys. That's, you're going to be the new Yummy Mummy. I'm the new. That's going to stick with you now. You said it. Oh, that soundbite is just going to go on, and it has to be the Solom Select episode of the program yep. too. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So and so, I will put the disclaimer out there. I mean. Somehow, he was able to bring this to the show, the word cash grab today. That is what the cereal of my youth was. Um, because it mattered to me and um, who was on the box. Because as many of you know, before phones and tablets, when you ate cereal, you read the box. Like, 
before there was nutritional facts, there was just all these different cartoons. And, and like you were saying, there were some uh, cereal that had comic books uh, uh, affixed to them. You know, you could cut out things in the back and send off for toys. There used to be toys in the, in the cereal. I mean, and so it was like, you know, either you would be fair and whoever was pouring the cereal that happened to come out or you would start moving it around and finally nobody would be around. You just stick your hand in there and try to find it because it used to, it didn't even, it didn't even used to be in a plastic. It used to sometimes just be thrown in there. Then they started putting them in plastic because I remember Rice Krispies and Frosted Flakes had the, uh, remember the submarines? Yeah, yeah. The the, the the toys started uh, in a way, I mean, of course, it had to have a, a, a cool box. But sometimes, for, in order for us to try one of these other cereals that we don't normally buy, and mom and dad would definitely question us and call us out on that, like, you don't eat that. Yes, I do. I want those baseball cards that make the – yeah, I have to have that baseball card. That does that, or those, or the record in the back of the box of cereal, or the 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 baking soda submarine. You know yep. what? Those always were on on Captain Crunch, or something of that oh, nature. Oh yeah, because of the, yeah. the the naval thing. But I remember, I thought uh, Frosted Flakes had one of them too. But yeah, and see, Captain Crunch had some really awesome toys because they had their own toys. Sometimes they would have the the Sog Master or whatever, and the Soggies. Then you had video game. Um, cereal. You had cartoon cereal. So I don't know. Uh, the video game one is kind of small, so we can kind of jump into that one next. Yeah. Um, you had, I remember the Donkey Kong cereal, mm -hmm. um, the Pac-Man cereal. Then in the mid to mid eighties, cause those are the early ones. And in the mid eighties, you had a dual pack of Mario brothers and Zelda, uh, Nintendo. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was Nintendo driven. Special uh -oh, reports. We have special, special report. <laughs> we have Kermit the Frog. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing we're doing special uh, correspondence with on with the spot the reporting with the invincible. I mean, invincible man. Another indivisible character. Yep, and Richard, the the other missing component of this podcast, because again. I guess we're the constants and every once in a while we'll have um, the wildebeest. Um, Who's the out wildebeest. in the wild of San Antonio in the Which, heat of the Saharan desert. I do. I do wish that I could have gotten a picture with that uh, Hawkman rocket cycle. Uh, yes. The Hawkman that rocket cycle. It, it, it probably, it, it, it'll be on tour soon to a, uh, your area well it's probably going to be camped down there for i guess all of october i guess because of but whatever that's what i'm saying but I, I i would need to be on that with jess behind me and me being like i remember the beatles they couldn't take that away from me anyway well, oh, well it's like Gordon. yeah yes we need to do so, anyway. one and, and i brought it up uh we we need to do a reading of the script of just you and i doing flash gordon with all the you know just Special, oh, special, edition. special, special edition. edition. It will it, be. It will have to be a special away from the show because we have normal. Well, yeah. Fair, but we will do a special reading of Flash Gordon. So back to the video games. You had the the. I, you I, know what? I mean, mom. Mom must have really like got what you wanted because for a long time we would get that dual pack of 
cereal, like one side is one flavor and then the video game cereal, you know, the well, split bags. If you remember, I'm the baby of the family and I got what, I mean, you had to make straight A's. I had to just pass to the next year. Um, so that dictated his cereal choosing. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember every once in a while I would get the original frosted mini wheats that were like this. And you oh, had to yeah, and I hated them. They were like logs. You, you yeah, they were, they were mini. Yeah. yeah, you could either get the you mini in your bowl, and you would get three. You but you like the big you like the big ones. Uh, but I broke them in half. It didn't taste like the other. I, I would break them myself. Yes. And then they would fill up with ice cold milk. And get all nice and soaked up. It was a method to eating those, and then I would eat them. You know, when you eat cereal now, do you fill up the bowl of milk, or do you like do what Dad did and just put a little splash? Splash. No, I, I, I no, I. Yeah, that's got milk because it forces me to put more shit in it. Our, our father does not like milk. No, no. Uh, I did not know that you could drink milk with a meal. Until I got married. I, I, got don't, married. I don't think he knew milk came out of women's. <laughs> Me Happy birthday, Dad, by the way. You just had a birthday. Migos <laughs> all over this. We're just going to cancel the show. Monday, well, this, last Monday. This is going to be the last night. episode that will never be heard. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, this past Monday, I believe, our father turned 74 years old. Yes. Happy birthday, Dad. And and yeah, <laughs> in our own but, special way. But growing up, did not know that we could have milk as a as a, a drink. It was just for cereal, I thought, or cooking and making eggs. Yes. But it wasn't until I got with my wife that when I ate with you know we, we ate with uh, like my in laws right now, like they all sat down and with dinner they had glasses of milk and I'm like, what, what is this? Where's the Happy soda? Happy days. Richie, would you like some more milk? Hey, Mr. C, I will take a glass of some milk as well. And then their brother was standing in the the, the doorway, just bouncing a, a basketball, and then he walked away. I never saw him again. Got yeah, that was it. Yeah, just. But so back to the story. Yes, my mother um, spoiled me more. Um, I got the cereal. See, but I think we all got spoiled in different ways. Like, we got the Kmart clothes, and Richard got the fancy clothes. It's like, well, we think Richard's the handsome one, so we'll get him to dress like six, for six. He's got more of a chance. Yes. For me, it was like, oh, I'm like, Mom, what does husky mean? Oh, it just means you're big boned. And I found out later, I was a fat kid. I was. Uh, why doesn't uh, mine have an emblem or imprints on the pockets? Why do you mind have plain, extra loops? Those are plain pockets. Why, Why do, do I got patches on the knees? I got pants with patches on the knees. What's that about? Why do my pants have extra loops? They got extra hoopy things. But <sighs> hmm, so I got I I got my. Why aren't my ankles or... covered? Why are my pants all the way up? So I would get the anyway. cereals uh, according to my parents. Every cereal was post toasties. It was like how we say, "Hey, do you want a Coke?" Yeah, here's a Sprite. 
you know, I mean, that's, that's how we call cereal for my parents in that age, you know, every cereal was post toasties. And it was like, Oh, you want some post toasties? I'm all I, frosted flakes. That's what I said. Oh, you, okay. And then go when pick we some, get, go pick right, some post toasties. Yes. When we would get, when we would get rice krispies, you'd pour just a whole bunch of sugar in it and you'd make sure that you can scrape it. Cause then that was, we had our sugar krispies. So again, my, my, my dad, and, and later on talking to my dad, he never set these rules. My mom would just be like, we was like, Hey, can we have that? No, your father doesn't like it. Oh, okay. But we wanted it. Nope. And nutter so, butters, on, nutter butters. You don't touch the nutter butters. Yep. I'm just gonna. There take are certain little, things I'm that take one little wafer square. I'm just gonna take. Shh, I'm gonna take. Shh. He'd wake up. The hell no. He, he was not. Who's drinking my Delaware punch? Oh man. So, and again, and we joke about this. My father was not like this, but my mom made it feel like my dad was like this. And that—that's what's funny about it. Okay, so just to let you guys know. My dad was not like this, but my mom made it seem that way. So, like I said, talking to him later in life, he was like, I never said you guys couldn't eat that. And I was like, well, mom said you didn't like it. <laughs> Rip-roaring adventures. Anyway, but so, every, 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 yeah, so you were saying, yeah, yeah. So you had Morning Funnies, video game cereal. We've had, well, the monster cereals and their, their new counterparts that have appeared in the, in the 80s. After they've cartoons. been rejected for being too so, fruity. And then yes. uh, the Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning. Mr. T. Oh, Mr. T. Yes. Cereal, which, again, a lot of people will, will know this only because if they've ever watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure, because it was, it was in there. But we used to get the cereal. This was a regular cereal that, that would be in our house. And, I mean, I used to watch the TV show. It would have a live-action segment of Mr. T talking about what you got to do. And in myself, you got to run. There we go. But he had a cartoon. Yes. Yeah. There's the Jesus marshmallows you wanted. Yeah, there you go. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Eat my teas. Woo! Yeah, we used to watch that cartoon, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, we did. My team of acrobatics will jump all over your face. And who's teaming up with a team? And then they, my team. They had, darn it. They, they had the deleted one where they was like, mm, if your wife wants some real cereal, tell her to come over to my house and I'll give her some. Smurfberry Crunch. Now, yep. okay, yeah, it sounds the way it sounds, but I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I actually liked it. <laughs> it turned your wrong with that. Milk all pink. I think those were from but the leftover. Did it make your stool the Frankenberry? I, I think it did, and it just these are the Franken poops. This is this is all the Smurf berries making all your insides Smurfy. Oh, that's yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Too bad they don't sell that anymore. But Smurfberry Crunch was another one of those uh, cartoon slash. Uh, items that did make its way into the cereal market. Um, so uh, to, to me, it's a different experience because that's, that's what the cereal kind of was. It was an experience for us. Um, the different cartoon, you know, like just the cartoons. And again, we tried a lot. We asked, um, did, did we ever eat the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Transformers? Yes. I ate the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one because that's where I got 
I had the Michelangelo bowl. There was they actually had a bowl plastic wrapped in that the is right. Box. That is right. I remember. And so yes, I did get the turtle one. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. There were so many that that we had that it's premiums. Hard to just, yeah, that, that it was hard to remember. But yes, we had the teenage. And they even had like a nerd cereal. D Dude, I, I remember that. And it would be yes. like a nerd box, and you open one side or the other, and that was another two flavor nerd thing. Oh my lord! But, I mean, so all kinds of stuff. Uh, but and I guess so. But, but, but see, lot, we were like different. We were we were different. We weren't like regular stapled. Like, oh, we're gonna eat this kind of cereal all the time. It's like the way it is with comic books, dude. Anytime the football season would start, we knew we were gonna see all the football premiums. If it was either cards or you know the baseball season, it was like the Hall of Famers, and they would have that motion kind of thing, or the special coins. Oh yeah, you know, and. Um, and occasionally you would get a record in the back of the actual thing. You peel off the record and it was like a, and you put it on. The I remember, I remember, um, I mean, they used to have like board games and the pieces would be in the, you know, but you would use like their character, but they would have a board on the back of the cereal. I think of course, that, Captain Crunch. Did we win that infamous Captain Crunch contest where we won the, Oh, you win the hundred board games or 10 games in a box. And then they, we won a cereal thing. It was two of us. It was us. And I don't know if it was Captain Crunch. And you, it was like, you won, and it was like the thing, and you look at the little prize thing, and it says, you won a box of 10 games. So I have to say this. Just even from our, our, our small conversation right here, um, I think the overall moral of the story is Captain Crunch overall was the best cereal with toys and taste. Because, of course, they used to have the peanut butter, uh, Captain Crunch, the choco berries or whatever, the mm -hmm. peanut. And, and now you have to get, like, you have to go to the, the store brand. And they sell them, though, now. Like, yeah. you can get s'mores um, cereal still. Yeah. You can get the, the peanut butter. It's like Captain Crunch, but it has the, the peanut butter chocolate uh, berries. I'm trying Purple to get this. O's. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna. There's like 30 of them. I'm gonna kind of kind of zoom through them. If you want to comment as we went, did you ever eat these? Yes or no? No. All right. No. Dad wouldn't allow it. Rainbow bright. Dad yes. would have allowed it. <laughs> you no, wear. You bought them in the house. I'm pretty the secret, sure that the secret box I think in the back. Dad was in Houston or Philadelphia. <laughs> Dad went on a trip. Yeah. Pennsylvania. He was in Pittsburgh at the time. And it was just my calling to the Navy. We can sail the seven seas. Anyway, Adam's family. Yes. No. But no, that that was already too past. I wouldn't have not allowed my kids to eat chocolate with a bunch of whatever that is. I'm sorry, just the name alone. Chuck. Yes. 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 And all it was, if you look at those cereals, I'm Sorry to say, that's all that is is every cereal that ever came out from that. Ralston, but it's all the Captain Crunch. Band. Yeah, it's across Captain Crunch slash. Let's go back even farther. Slash King Vitamin. That's probably what it was. It was the secret way for the king to rule, and we ate the crap out of this, dude. I remember eating this yes. all the time, and it was. Anyway, yes. Uh, we got those. Oh God! It, it tasted shitty. I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't. I don't think it was. I know we got it multiple times too. You must have loved the peanut butter. Mm. 
It's ET turds. That's what it is. Pretty much. It's fingers. You're eating his finger? Is that what that is? Have- oh, no, they're ETs. ETs. Two grain cereal, fortified. That's what we would use. Never mind. Honeybees. Yes. Yes. And that was my kids. Yeah. For some reason, I think I remember either that or it was just those little well, honey. It says 2002 cookies. to 2006. So, yeah, it's, it's when yeah. my older kids were little. Ghostbusters. Yes. Okay. Yes. We actually got that a lot. Mom yes. would get those. Yes. And it's that Ralston brand. Ral- Ral- Ralston. I think just Ralston itself knew how to market the crap out of toys and cereal and cartoons. It was just, and they all had that familiar taste. If you had one, you're like, tastes a little bit like nerds or yeah, Rainbow Bright. Again, or we did, we did get that a lot. We did get yeah, we did. a lot. Yeah, I do remember seeing that one quite a bit at the house. Gremlins. Yes, yes. We got, we got that maybe twice, but we've got those before Ralston. because, again, yeah. it had the same taste as, you know, the Batman ones. I, I think I remember the stickers. I think I remember the Gremlin stickers. I, I, yep. I think I do remember that. Look at that Christmas movie? Yeah. Yes. Nope. Nope. No, nope. No, high, no high school. Christmas. No. I, I don't think I remember seeing this one. Richard probably got it. This, this probably was during the Ang Lee time. <laughs> Bad marketing. 2003. Yeah. What about this? You ever try any of this uh, Jurassic Park stuff? No. No. Surprisingly enough, no. Magic. For some reason, I want to say yes. I think maybe my kids. I think my kids had that. Once. Once, Johnny. This. That would not have been a lot. Well, no, it's 2003. I never saw it. I never saw saw it either. You might have have had to go into Nickelodeon and the game show to get that one. And there you go. Infamous Smurfberry Crunch. Very good. Very, yeah, I remember this, you. That was one that I remember you like. We were getting it because Robbie wanted. Robbie wanted it. If Robbie wants it, Robbie gets it. It's the FSBC brother, <laughs> the SBC crew. Woo! That's that's not like a cartoon ready to happen, dude. The SBC crew. All they eat is Smurfberry Crunch, and sing songs. Smurfberry Crunch is definitely one of those high on the list just just letting everybody yes. know that is very high on the list there you go yes and that so, I, so looking oh. at it it's a mix of checks and marshmallows is that marshmallows what is that what the hell is this i'm interested i don't know but i like how it says that just above donatello staff it says no tropical oils no tropical oils this is domestic. It, it's domestic, way, man. We did get that. And like I said, I, that's yeah. where I got my the Michelangelo bowl. bowl. Yeah, the Michelangelo Raphael, bowl. I, it was Raphael, maybe. It might have been both. We might have gotten two. Yeah, it's the last Ronin. And that's how we were able to uh, get my mom to buy that by saying, look, mom. Nope. <laughs> we, we got a real pirate for our Pirates of the Caribbean. We have our, a real captain. Or we, we got, got a real, real pirate for our Serial. Anyway, Pokemon. Did you ever try no, this? No, surprisingly enough, no. Yeah. I think I would have talked my kid into that. And there you go. The double, the double, the double, and then and then all the offshoots that there were. They have they've had marshmallow variants of this. The Dino, the Dino Pebbles, and the, yeah, yeah. They have all, they've had all kind they of. Even, they even put. Um, they, even, they even put marshmallows. 
in some of it. You know, they put marshmallows in in frosted flakes, dude. I know. What? It's like what's the yeah. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't keep we couldn't put the goddamn word sugar on there, but we're gonna stick marshmallows in the stupid thing now. But you know you oh uh, nope. No. Wait. No. I mean, granted, I think I would buy that all day just to say, yeah, I got not donkey cereal. <laughs> Spider Man. No? Yes. You did. Well, we got you know what? Once. Dude, I'm we looking at that, that bowl, and that looks a lot like Teenage Turtles, brother. Look at the I checks, know. and it's just different shape of marshmallows. Or maybe those are the same shape. <laughs> I think those are turtles. Crabs. Who drew turtles. that? Is that a variant cup? Who drew that? I'm trying to look at look at it as 95. I'm trying to look at – well, because it, it's not the animated. No. <laughs> that's not the animated – the Spider-Man logo is the animated series, but that is not how he looked in the series. It says sweetened rice cereal. Mm. Okay. Next. Nope. Get that. No. Nope. I don't even. I don't even think I have it. I. I don't. Even with my kids, I don't even think we had it. Now my kids would be able to, to tell me if that was ever in our house, but I don't. I don't know. Actually, I think they still sell this. No, it says 2007, nope. unless it comes out seasonally now. Yes. Yes, sir. We got those. Yes, we don't. Fart around with mushrooms and marshmallows and what is in this? Just cereal? Action stars. Just stars. Action stars. Do you know what it is? It's dog food. Remember, there mom would say it's crackling oat yep. bran. That's a it's crackling oat bran. All over. I remember I said, Mom, buy me this. Food. She's like, that's cat food. You don't want that. Yep. It's gonna make you go to the bathroom. And, it has fiber but think about in it. This. It's got but fiber. Think about this. It's like uh, better off dead. That's how it looked. When he put the cat food in his cereal, like yeah. he thought it was cereal, it looked like crackling open. And look, it's missing right here. Yep. Your box <laughs> tops, baby. <laughs> He's buying his UFO as we speak. Oh, Next. my Lord. Very good. I remember those. Yes, there we go. Da, 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 da. That was in our house a lot. Yeah. And that basically right here, just press your new flavor, and Ralston is there for you. Oh, bats? Yep. Boop. Oh, Donkey Kong, bloop. <laughs> it's the same thing, just new, new logo. It doesn't yeah, matter what it is. But you know what? We didn't just eat it because of Batman. It just tasted – it was that taste. It was good. I, we ate that a I lot could, in the house. I could go after the Joker. I'm pretty sure you would eat that a lot when you were, like, neglecting your brother. Like, brother, will you be my friend? Or I'm hatching a new plan. How can I get him to buy a Joker for me? Yeah. Mm, I never had this. Nope. <laughs> it looks – they don't even look real. Peanut butter – I know. This is fake. Fake news. Fake news. Next. Right. Cash grab. Nope. No. See, that goes into the same thing. But nope. donuts I – don't, I don't recall any of this. They're Cheerios. They're freaking Cheerios. Mm, see, uh, see I'm, 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 I hope they're not, um, like, ranking these because to have these right. up front – this is bull. Oh, sold yeah. exclusively at 7-Eleven. Well, okay, who buys man. cereal at 7-Eleven and wants to pay $7 a box for 7-Eleven cereal? Okay, next. Now, I yes. do remember this. I do remember yes. this. Yes, I got those. And I have I, – I used to watch the cartoon. The first season, all three of them were the original voices. That was Keanu Reeves, Bill Winter, and George Carlin in the first season of that cartoon. Those, those look strikingly like G.I. Joe with uh, the notes look like Teenage Turtles. Mark, yep. <laughs> 
Which means he's in a Back to the Future. There we go. Talked about that. We got that a couple times, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We were we 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 were in that little Star Wars kick. Yes. It, it was pretty generic. Um, I don't know what shape that is. Just I don't know the eyeballs. I don't know. I don't know. It's like some kind of I don't know. It says free- eighty four to eighty seven. You know that was off of the um, after return. Well, yeah, but not only that, but don't forget, they did the uh, droids cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's when it was, but it's not, it's not that direct of a tie-in. Right. But at the same time, okay, at the same time at this, they also had the Pepperidge Farm Star Wars um, uh, cookies. Yeah, they had the cookies, the Pepperidge Farm, yeah, the cookies. People don't remember. Oh, you know what? And I totally forgot to look for the superhero, super friends, uh, Graham cookies. Oh, they could be found. And then, of course, Mr. T. We already talked about him. And we did. And again, I'm telling you, they were, we, again, we ate them. We, you know, they were like Captain Crunch. But it will, I think that's more remembered because of Pee Wee. The, I pity the fool, don't eat my cereal. Mm. Hey, you got Mr. Ah, and then. <laughs> He gets the he gets the the bacon. Um, nom, 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 you know, but no. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it, it it reminded you of some of the cereals that maybe you were lucky to have. Some were not so lucky. So, moving on to this upcoming week's picks. Oh. Hey, that's no. I'm just oh, <laughs> that's hey, my line. That's more. No, go ahead. Introduce it. I think that's a, that's awesome segue. Yeah. So. And coming up is this week's uh, Hot Picks by Robert. They didn't have Thundercats cereal, did they? Anyway, uh, I thought of Robert Burbles. So anyway, Rob, what can we look forward to this upcoming Comic Wednesday? Well, this Comic Wednesday, uh, which is going to be the 14th, um, I wanted to start everything off with the Dark Horse comic in the race here it's the true lives of the fabulous killjoys national anthem number one and this is obviously the variant cover now if anybody ever knows anything about me and comic books and independent stuff and you know just off the wall kind of stuff this is screaming to me that to pick me and get me and all this kind of stuff. It's a hodgepodge of everything that is what I would always get. I would always be the one getting the oddball comic, uh, very much in the vein of stumbling across the crow and stray bullets and, you know, various uh, uh, books of that nature. And so, and, and it, I'm not getting it because of Jared way. Um, and the, the, the My Chemical Romance connection of this book, I really truly think that the cover is, is totally fascinating. I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe of the cover. But, yeah, but uh, I mean, if that's, I mean, that's also, I mean, he also did um, Umbrella Academy. Yes. So, so right me, there, yeah. Yeah, it says, uh, after the analog wars, the Killjoys lost their way and their memories. A rat chews through Mike Milgram's TV cord and reality unravels. But when his Ramones records disappear, Mike remembers what the fabulous Killjoys and some toy ray guns can do. Jared Way and Sean Simon take it all the way back 
to their original concept, rebooting the Killjoys in present day America, where it's impossible to tell what's real and what mom and dad just tells you uh, just to keep calm. Like I said before, Jared Way of My Chemical Romance, the original inspiration for My Chemical Romance, Danger Days. Uh, there, are, there are regular, I think there's like maybe one other regular cover, but like I said, this just screams to me if if we were to kind of reboot maybe something that we had kind of worked on, I got a feeling I would, not that I could draw like this, but I mean, I would want it to have this vibe and look like this and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's uh, kind of cool that they end up going back and rebooting something that they had long created to, uh, back in the to, day. To me, that, that artwork reminds me of like the mad the Mad uh, Magazine artwork. Uh, a lot of great artists in Mad Magazine. And there was a lot of, uh, like when they would do the, the parodies, there, you know, the, a lot of those artists are just fantastic. And there was a lot of detail. And that's what, that, I mean, that to me, it, it looks like an indie comic because, um, you know, maybe it, 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 they had enough time to just delve into their work like that. But, you know, usually you don't see that kind of, um, attention i mean i don't know how the inside looks i mean the inside could be totally different but it gives me that that um rock and roll um comic type feel and uh i'm gonna let roland read this next part i'm gonna get it booted up right here and it is amazing spider-man number 50 this is specifically the vampire hunter horror variant uh cover last remains starts here the Amazing Spider-Man reaches another landmark, and we're celebrating Spider-Style. Spider-Man just took the beating of his life, and we're just getting started. Artist Patrick Gleason, part of the Stormbreakers, is back on Amazing Spider-Man, ushering the saga that is last remains. Kindred is stepping out on stage for the first time, and Spider-Man is not ready for the havoc that Kindred is going to let loose. Rated T plus. In shops, October 14th, uh, 2020. And it is a milestone issue. We just had a milestone issue this past week with Amazing Spider-Man 49 slash legacy number 850. And now we're at number issue 50. Definitely, you want to go out, try to secure this one. It's it's and a again, milestone issue. There's a the lot cover, of issues. But it's the cover alone is honestly and see this is the only reason why i'm not going to buy it um i want to i mean maybe i'll buy a print to see if they sell a print of this cover but uh this has nothing to do with what's inside the uh the comic um Un unfortunately he is unfortunately correct. so that's a, that's that uh, main spider-man now the next one that we have is this one we, yep. we, we and again this one yes yeah you talked about um you know this is this is october so of course just like how um, our man on the street, Will, is in Fiesta, Texas because they're celebrating um, the, the devil's holiday, um, Sam Hain, that they decided that um, a lot of the, the comics are going to have variants this month. And so this is the other one. I mean, and again, that, you know, this one looks pretty cool, too. I wouldn't mind a shirt of this. I mean, the shirt, it, yeah, honestly, a shirt would be wicked. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these are, uh, so a lot of these, look great don't know what's going on in the in the story so again i wouldn't buy the comic but well yeah uh actually you know immortal immortal well this is the living hulk so it's yeah i don't know it's is it immortal it's 
But the book's called Immortal Hulk, so it's got a variation on the name. Check that out. Immortal Hulk yeah. number 38, but it's called Living Hulk. So um, in, in the issue – like The Living Dead? Oh, there you go. Um, uh, Corey, he's been chained. He's been suppressed. He doesn't even know if he's real. But something is reaching through the green door. He <laughs> wants to hurt Bruce Banner. And when you hurt Banner, the Devil Hulk takes its personal. So, yeah, they got some Devil Hulk shit going on in this one. So, but no, it's great, great cover. I think it would be an awesome shirt, even, even a poster. And to yeah. put it right on the front door of a room. And Your mom, mind. dude. <laughs> oh, wait, my mom. My mom. Yeah. So, no, go ahead, tell them. Tell them. What? what? They decided, they decided to put a door-sized poster of Eddie from Iron Maiden busting through the door. Well, that door was at the opening of my door because it was like adjacent and right next to it. And so that is what I would see because I slept with the door open. That is what I would see. And they had to end it up. They could leave it, but they had to put a pillowcase over the head. So I wouldn't see because it looked like Eddie from Iron Maiden busting through. I didn't mind so much the uh, Stranger in Time uh, version. It was him, you know, shooting a hole through the door. But, yeah, that Eddie breaking through the door, and they purposely put it on the outside for me because that's how my older brothers are. We were the family that when we were driving, they would poke me in the ribs and pinch me, and when I would scream, I would get in trouble because then they would just look at me like, Roman. Yeah. So PTSD just from that, I'm that little brother that got picked on. Yes. All right. Right. Is this the Samuel L. Jackson? Wait a second. And so we come to the uh, fourth book of our comic book Wednesday, and it is Dracula, Mother Effer, and uh, by Alex DeCampi and Erica Henderson. So is this like the Blade prequel, like the movie Blade? Because what, you wasn't read it? it the vampire who? There he goes. Vienna. 1889, Dracula's Brides nail him. All right, that's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they nail him. And then he, and then because it takes place in 1974, we get the whole retro. That's what it looks like. It's this retro uh, vibe of uh, California psych horror from the acclaimed uh, creators, Alec DeCampi and Erica Henderson. So it has that, that, that flavor all the way through it. It is a uh, special... Uh, collect it's it's a hardcover book so the whole so story is that, in there so is it like almost that black dynamite feeling a uh, little exploitation kind of uh black oh so this came out stuff. this came out already yeah no 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 it's just brand new it's brand new it hasn't oh, okay been, yeah, it's, a, it's a graphic novel I, and I know, that's what i like october yeah. 7th uh it says it's supposed to be in shops, but it, I didn't see anything technically in shops. It, I you're think, not going to get that down here. Well, that's why I put it as part of one of my lists. So maybe okay. technically it probably shouldn't have been on that one, but it was in the releases of this one. So you got to remember when they first make the pages, they don't change those dates. So a lot of yeah. them, when the pandemic happened, they're like, oh, it's supposed to be out July. And people are like, July? It's, why is it barely coming out now? Well, because of dates and all this kind of good stuff mm -hmm. and all that. But 
that is Comic Book Wednesday. Those are the four, and we'll just do a quick rundown of what those were again. The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, which will come out in Dark Horse. That was uh, issue number one. Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man number 50. Immortal Hulk number 38. And Dracula, Mother Effer, hardcover, which might be a little bit hard to find, but if you end up finding it, I don't think you'd go... You, you'd be uh, wrong or, or to, to pick it up. I think it's also, there's a variant cover that's available in bookstores. So if you can't find it at your local comic book shops, try Barnes & Noble or Amazon. You might be able to get a, a variant cover, um, you know, because it's a hardcover book, so it's in different slip cases and, and all that kind of good stuff. We wanted to establish a no slab zone. The books are open in this show. We open yep. the books. We're reading the books. We're looking at the inside of the book. The inside. The inside. The inside of the book. Now, don't get me wrong. There is spec when it comes to covers and stuff. But when it all comes down to it and the whole thing comes crashing again, because it's mm -hmm. happened before and it will happen again. You're going to have people that get fed up with like, oh, my Lord, you know, how much stuff. And it might happen this coming up. Uh, uh, you know, we were still in the pandemic and it's tight. Budgets are tight right now. That's why we're saying, you know. comics. Or was it yeah, 12? Spider-Man. Spider-Man no, had. 12. Yeah, 12. Spider Spider-Man had 12 variant covers, not including the specialty $10. issues. They were all 10 bucks a pop. Uh, people bought two copies of them. Yeah. Do they actually read them? It's like Batman, the joke, the three jokers. Uh, yeah. Oh my we gosh. Talked, we talked about that before. You had a block of, it was almost nine to 15 comics and each, each book was like six, $7. So and that's not including the variants. That's not including so yeah, the, and, the and, and, special variant issues. And that's the important thing about like, like we were talking about for, I mean, I, I'm willing I was willing to, you know, I still am willing to rip up X-Force number one, all that crap, because I read it. Um, you know, did, and, and did again, you, did you read that G.I. Joe? Nope. So. Dude, he does I that guess, same look when the face is like this and you got the line going across and the, all the rows of teeth, brother. He does it again. I was like, ooh, I gotta see I gotta see Roland's account. I gave you the link. Check it out. So um but again, again, at, at no point are we shaming anybody who collects comics to invest. It's but for this show, for this what we're talking about, this is a no slab zone, a no sell zone. No one that ever comes on this show is gonna try to sell any merchandise. Um we'll we'll say, hey, go check out their page. Go check out their store, but never are we going to show a comic and go, oh, by the way, but if you're interested, you know, you can send me a link and I'll sell it. No, nope, that's not going to happen on the show. Yeah. Um, we're, we're for the love of comics, for the love of comics and reading them and draw whatever. And again, there's nothing wrong with collecting to invest. There's any, any type of way, but if this show, we're not talking about investments. Um, we we're talking about hot comics and maybe it is for investment, but we're not going to have, um, you know, uh, we're not going to, we, we try not to focus on that. We try not to, Ooh, this comic was graded. Nope. Doesn't matter. That means you'll never get to read it. So, uh, we wanted to peel back the cover and rip it open 
and uh, let's take a dive into these books. Let's talk about what's going on in these books uh, because when you pull back the cover and you, you start getting into that, then you end up in a situation like what happened last week. You get a book that, wow, cover alone, it's a million bucks. When you look in it, there was nothing in it. Um, so we're, we're going to take a, a hard look at some of these things. We're going to see if it is pull box worthy. Yeah. Because, uh, but we just wanted to let you guys know uh, we really want to look into the books and uh, this is giving us an opportunity to, to open the book. Let's, let's take a careful look into it and find out if it's something that we would, you know, go into. We, we've mentioned crossover. The jury's still out on that. Some people have read the book already and they've, they've got a good sneak peek and they, they like it, but you know, we want to, we, we, we're going to hold a lot of judgment until we actually start peeling back the cover. And we dig into that in that book. A lot of expectations are happening right now. You got Donnie Cates, you got Jeff uh, Shaw, I believe. And you got all these guys that are attached to the book that uh, a lot of expectations are uh, abound for this series. Uh, I heard them on an interview saying, oh, wait till you get to ep uh, issue six. I'm like, wow. So that's a lot of books that you got to go through to get to issue six. So is that going to be their big reveal? Well, then they better captivate me in the first five issues because yep. there's a bunch of other books. Just go to your comic book shop today and just look at the wall and see where all your money can go because you can't buy them all, but you got to be very selective and collect what you enjoy reading. That is yep. first and foremost what you should do. Yep. But I think uh, it it was an educational day today. It was a very fun day to, to go down memory lane of, of, of a lot of the comics. And wherever Will's at, I hope uh, he's not throwing up somewhere. Or but, I hope he doesn't get turned into an android. And be careful when you pre-buy some of your stuff. Because you never knew. You just never know. And we'll put it in. Get the, yep. But until next time, I'm Robert. And I'm Roll. Keep ripping open those comics on the Rip Comic Podcast. Rip and start! Rip and start!